0: Welcome to the Mindset Transformation Podcast Show. I'm your host, Sue Guglieri. Each week, I will bring you new episodes on mindset, motivation and application. Let's jump right in. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me on my first episode. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited to have finally launched my podcast. (laughs) It's something that I've always wanted um, to do, but I kept on pushing it to the back of my mind, kept on making up excuses and just basically talked myself out of it. But I have finally... Got it done. And I do want to say a massive, like a humongous thank you to one of my closest friends, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny, because without him, I would not have known how to even start, what apps to use, microphone, and everything else. So, Johnny, thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you to Nick, who held me accountable and made sure that. I didn't just say something, I stuck at it and he made sure that I published and got everything up and running. So thank you so much, guys. So in this first episode, I really want to talk about how to come to terms with a loss, building mental resilience. And by the time this episode airs, it will be two years Gosh, two years since I lost my eldest daughter. And I don't want to go into too much detail regarding my loss, but I really want to focus more on how I've been able to coexist with my loss. Gosh, when I think about it, crikey, two years. I've got to be honest with you, it has been a long, long roller coaster of emotions, just, you know, constant challenges right from, right from the start. And it's not been easy. I'm not going to lie. It's not been easy. And oftentimes when people say to me that, oh my gosh, Sue, you're so strong. I don't know how you've been able to do it. I could never do it. It makes me um it makes me sad and happy at the same time, because in one aspect, yes, I am strong, but I didn't develop that or I didn't develop this strong mental resilience without having to work on myself, and it was probably a little bit easier for me, I would say, just because of my personality and the person that I am. I absolutely hate, (laughs) hate with a passion. I hate losing and I hate giving up. And it's that part of my personality that has allowed me to really function. And I don't mean, you know, function in a negative way. I mean, function so that I am able to, be the best mum that i can be, the best wife, the best sister, auntie, friend, being able to serve the clients that i serve, run my business. I would not be able to be as effective as i want to be or as i am had i not of made the decision to really, you know, work on myself and it takes a lot A you know, a huge amount of strength to wake up every day, like the mental resilience I've got to employ just to you know get up each day and be as optimistic and as positive as I can be, given my current circumstance. And you know, some days, right? I honestly would rather wrestle with the devil because you know. I just don't feel like it, you know, and it, it is a lot of hard work. It takes it takes a lot to remain positive when you're going through um, a loss. And it's important for me to uh, say that my story, my loss of my daughter does not have to be your story. You don't have to wait until life throws you a curveball. The strategies and tools that I've used to get me to where I am today, you can use that in any aspect of your life when you are going through life's challenges. You know, and for me, really, the start of my healing process, you know, I'm not, it, it was ugly, right? It really, really was ugly. It, it was just, it was awful. And I mean like proper, proper awful. I was annoyed. I was angry. I was especially, I was, you know, I was especially broken, sad. And I did, and I, and I was getting annoyed with myself because I didn't want to feel annoyed, angry and sad all at the same time. I mean, I didn't mind, you know, feeling sad but I didn't wanna feel everything else at the same time because it was just draining me. And I realized quickly that I was literally dying a slow death. And honestly, if crying could bring back the dead, then my daughter, she'd be here right now, wouldn't she? But that can't. And so, because I knew that being in that constant state of sadness, nothing was changing for me, what is the point, you know, I'm wasting all of my time being sad and I would rather use all of that strength and try and, you know, fix myself because when you're going through a life challenge, challenges, challenges, it's way easier for you to remain in a negative state of mind than it is for you to make that decision and say to yourself, you know what, I don't don't want to feel like this anymore. I will do whatever it takes for me to try and shift my focus into trying and feeling a little bit better. And that's exactly what I did. And so, you know, I've, I've had to turn the page, as it were, Into a new chapter of my life. And, you know, you can do the same. As I said, you don't have to lose someone before you decide that you really want to start building up your um, mental resilience. But you do have to make that decision. And with the greatest will on earth, nobody, nobody is going to do it for you. You've got to be able to push past that mountain that is before you whatever it is whatever it is you've got to say to yourself i'm either, i'm going to climb up that mountain i'm going to go around that mountain i don't care what it is but i'm going to shift this mountain away from me so that i am able to pursue and get over whatever it is that i'm currently going through and so i did four things that really helped me and i know and i know and i know <laughs> For a fact that if you make the decision to work on yourself, you'll be able to push past and really start to see the beauty in life again. Because you've got to remember, building up mental resilience does not happen overnight. Look, I'm two years into my healing journey and I still work on myself. So the first thing that I did was I took a full inventory of my life i'm going to just let that hang there take a full inventory of your life ask yourself this question do you have a positive support bubble of friends so before support bubbles became a thing okay i sat down with myself and i asked myself have i got a good support bubble of friends And I realized that I had to really declutter my life. And in doing so, it meant I had to delete and unfollow a lot of people. Now, this is going to be quite difficult for some people. And for me, it really was a case of if you are not someone that I can call upon in the time of my crisis now, Right. If I don't feel comfortable talking to you and being really open and vulnerable and transparent about my feelings, why on earth have I got your number? You know, in the early days of when I lost my daughter, lots and lots and lots of lots and lots of quote and unquote friends, you know, tried to reach out. Some even um, came to the house. I didn't let them in. My family protected protected us, protected our our grieving process and our privacy fiercely. And I will forever, ever be grateful for that. I know know that I'm incredibly fortunate that I have the family that I come from because we are incredibly close. We're a close-knit family, really, really close. But the friends, I had to look at everybody in my world and arrive at the decision that I really only want people in my world that I felt were positive, that were on the same sort of journey, that understood where I was coming from. And when I started to do this full inventory of my life, specifically around my friends, I realized that I had to delete and unfollow a whole bunch of people. And I found the process incredibly cathartic. It was just, it was good for my soul. It really, really was. So that's the first thing. Take a full inventory of your life. The second thing that I um, did, I had to come to a compromise with myself. You know, you've got to arrive at a compromise and you say to yourself that, look, okay, on certain days or whatever, whatever the case may be, it's okay to feel sad and beaten up and, you know, feel a little bit rubbish. There ain't nothing wrong with that, because you are always going to feel that level of pain, whatever it, whatever it is your loss is, whatever situation you find yourself, whether it's a breakdown of a marriage, you've lost your job, um, you're broke, whatever the case may be, you compromise with yourself and allow yourself to feel all of those emotions. You confront every emotions, the good, the bad, and the darn right ugly. Confront them, acknowledge them, write them down, write how you are feeling. You know, journaling, which was something I never, ever did before. I've got to be honest with you. I never did journaling before. But when I started that process of writing down particularly in the early days, because my head was just a rush of emotions. I couldn't breathe. I, you know It was just so hard for me to fully articulate how I was feeling. I found writing down my emotions and just literally brain dumping onto a bit of paper, it really, really helped me. So you come to a compromise with yourself. You agree with yourself that if you need to be sad, disappointed, annoyed, angry, then you know what? That's okay. However, right? However, what you don't want to do is remain in those negative emotions. Invite them in, you know, because they're going to come anyway, so there ain't no point fighting it. That's why I said you've got to confront them. Invite them in, acknowledge them, but then gently... Open the door and usher them out. And that's what it means to come to a compromise with yourself. You're agreeing with yourself that, you know what, I'm going to feel sad and that's okay. But when I do feel sad, I acknowledge these feelings and then I let them go. Number three, take control of your mind and your emotions. Listen, what cannot be changed must be let go of. You have to flood your mind with positive thoughts. If you can't change an external situation, and oftentimes we can't, the only thing that we can do is change our minds and we learn to manage our emotions that's the, that's the one thing. Your mind is your instrument and it can be an instrument of good or it can be an instrument of torture. It is really up to you. And the way that you're able, your capacity, should I say, your capacity to be able to manage and control your thoughts when you are going through life storms, is absolutely important. It is imperative. You have to fight to push through whatever it is that you're going through. You have to acknowledge the fact this is your life. You have to take personal responsibility for it. You know, if you've made a bad decision that has led you to the challenges that you're facing, fine. Acknowledge it. You know, acknowledge it. But then I like to push through whatever it is that you're going through and learn to manage your emotions. Take a pause before you react to anything. You know what, how about we keep our emotions in the passenger side of the car? Because I know that's where my emotions sit, okay? She's not allowed to drive me, you yeah. know? And when I do allow her, out from the passenger side, and now we're in the driver's side, she's only there temporary, you know, that's the compromise that I spoke about in my point number two, you know, so take full responsibility for your life, this is your life, and you have to control your mind, use your mind as an instrument for good, rather than an instrument of torture, and number four, decide, that you no longer want to dwell on that situation. Ask yourself this question What am I gaining from feeling constantly sad, disappointed, and all of the other emotions that you may be feeling when you're going through what you're going through, or when you do go through what you go through? You know, for every emotion you are feeling, there's always an end goal. And for me personally, I said to myself, I haven't got time for this. I have not got the time to feel constantly sad. As I said before, I don't mind feeling sad, but I don't want to feel sad and hopeless or sad and defeated. You know, your mind cannot occupy two strong emotions. It is physically impossible. You've got to pick one. And I would strongly (laughs) suggest that you pick a positive emotion because, you know, When you start to feel good, you're more likely to take action to do the right things and you will continue upon that path that's making you feel great. But when you're feeling really down and you're feeling like proper rubbish, you're not going to want to do anything. You know, so you have to decide for yourself that I'm not going to dwell on this situation. It's happened. Now, what can I do to improve it? That's what you do for point number four. And I did all, I did, and I continue to do all of the four points that I have um, outlined. And that's why I said earlier on that it takes working on myself every single day. And finally, I want to leave you with this quote and a little short story. The writer and professor. Robinson Davis said this extraordinary people survive under the most terrible circumstances and then become extraordinary because of it. If you choose right to respond positively to difficulties, the outcome will be potentially if you choose to you know be positive, the outcome will potentially be positive. however, If you choose to respond negatively to difficulties, then obviously the outcome is going to be negative. Notice that I'm using the word choose. These are choices. You are going to have to make the choices to either push past and fight to get yourself across that finish line. Of starting to fix yourself and feeling a little bit more positive about your situation as opposed to choosing not to. Yeah. And so um, I can't remember where um, I uh, read this story, but um, I read this story and I'm going to quickly paraphrase it. So I read this story about this young woman, right? And she was complaining to her father about her life and how tough things were for her. The adversities of life was just literally overwhelming her. I agree. We've all felt like this. And as her dad's listening to her, he's gone over to the kitchen and he filled up three pots of water. And he brought, he put them on the stove and he brought them to um, to the boil. And in the first pot, he placed um, carrot slices. And in the second, he put eggs in. And in the last pot, he put ground coffee. He let them simmer for a little bit. And then he placed the carrots, the eggs, and the coffee into three separate containers. And he's gone to his daughter, what do you see? And she's turned around and said, eggs, carrots, and coffee then her dad asked her I want you to feel the carrot so she's picked up the carrot um, she's picked up the carrot piece and it was all squishy in her hand and then he and then he said to her now I want you to look at the egg then she's picked up uh, one of the eggs and she broke the shell of the egg and she could see that the egg had hardened from um, from being boiled and then finally he's turned around and said to her Here, have a sip of this coffee. And she's taken a sip and then she starts to smile. And then she's gone, all right, dad, so what does this actually mean? What is the point of all of this? Her dad turned around and said, each ingredient was subject to the same thing, boiling water, but each reacted differently. The carrots went from being hard to being soft. The eggs that were once fragile became hardened and the ground coffee bean changed a little whilst they're in the water, but changed for the better. The question I've got for you as I um, end this episode, which are you? When you face adversity, how do you respond? Are you a carrot? Are you an egg or are you a coffee bean? as I said earlier on before, (laughs) you know, life is filled with adversities and you're going to be squashed by it and we can either allow ourselves to become hard or we can make the best out of the situation and try to improve it. So, That's all I've got for you on my first episode. I really hope you found this uh, this episode helpful. If you did, please follow my podcast, share this episode with someone that you feel could, you know, that needs that little bit of encouragement. And I look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of the Mindset Transformation. Remember, be great because you are.